get into geek. This is Get Into Movies. Another trailer breakdown. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, for the trailer breakdowns, Maddie Gibson. Yo, deja vu. It is a little bit. I mm. think uh, the last time we did this was for Logan. Yeah. I feel. And so we're back for, for Logan 2.0. We can get straight into it. Basically, if you want to check out the trailer, if you haven't already, uh, hit it up on the Get Into Geek Facebook page. Um, there is the Green Band version up. We will be talking about the Red Burned version of the trailer as well. But much like trailer one, there's not a lot of differences. Nah, a couple of F-bombs, that's yep. about it, really, Maybe I think. a bit more blood or something, but yeah. it's generally the same thing. But you can check out the Green Band one straight on our Facebook page before you go ahead and listen to this, if you haven't already. But I think the first thing that I thought of going into this trailer was it's got a lot to live up to because that first trailer was awesome. Not just yeah. for a superhero movie or an X-Men movie, just a movie in general. It was one of the best trailers I think we had last year. And so even the song, like a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, turns out covering a Nine Inch Nails yes. song. Like the most bizarre so thing weird. I've ever heard in my life, but yeah. a spine-tingling song. It's weird going into a second trailer of a superhero film, and one of the first questions is, what song are they going to use this time? Because it was so perfect last time. Yeah. Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, go. I've heard before and it's fairly recent I'm pretty sure it's only yeah. maybe a year old or something like yeah. that I just for the life of me the, the band name is escaping me and I'm too lazy to look it up so and it's such a different <laughs> feel like you say it's recent even though the Johnny Cash song it's a recent cover because that Nine Inch Nail I don't know how old it is but it's mm. obviously Nine Inch Nail so it's not as old as Johnny Cash's but he's, a, he's an older voice yeah and if, yeah. You, if you heard that song in like 1952 you'd yeah. go it'd fit in perfectly absolutely like it's it's got a it's, it's almost like it's been carbon dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet you mm. put it into a trailer for a superhero modern film about the future. Somehow it fit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one sort of fit. It I think it felt like the colour palette was a little bit more richer in this trailer. Like it was, it was that very... Like they've been releasing a lot of black and white photos online for this yeah. film. And that was... It felt a little bit more black and white-ish the first time. Obviously it was in colour, but this one is a little bit more richer colours. I don't know whether it was because you were introducing the young girl... You know, probably X twenty three. I don't know if they've actually confirmed that Mitchell. particular name, but Mitchell, she has know. two claws coming out of I, her fist. No, I know. I, I mean, I mean, I mean no, but I mean, when you first see her, like oh, when you first the see first in this trailer, you're like, trailer, yeah. well, no, even the first shot in this trailer, the little girl, right? Oh, with so the you don't know that it's her, but then obviously the and that was such a great. Let's let's jump ahead of that. When she comes out, obviously has just decimated somebody in that little warehouse. Yeah, the big big bloke with the handcuffs is coming to take care of her. Yeah, and she just. Comes out and and Boyd Holbrook's character with the with the mechanical arm and he just sort of like tells all his men just stay just hold back and she comes out slowly draws at the closet no 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 and I know as a father of two boys I say that a lot to kids <laughs> and just like in this trailer she didn't listen nope and thank God she didn't wow that was slash to the face that was awesome yeah now this is interesting because obviously I know a lot about uh, Laura and X23 I've known about it for a long time I've been a big fan you have when we spoke in the first Logan trailer you mm. weren't really familiar with it and I kind of had to explain to you the, and you'd never seen even a cartoon or a comic book shot of, of X23 nothing so for me I almost kind of wish they hadn't given away her claws and her attacking and stuff like that. Mm. But that's because I know so much. You being someone who doesn't know all that sort of stuff, I feel like that's the stuff that hooks you in. That's the stuff that makes you go, holy crap, it's a little girl Wolverine. Yeah. Which, you know, people with your sort of uh, knowledge base in terms yep. of these films wouldn't have known that from the first Logan trailer. Mm. Whereas now you kind of, it's enough for 
do you get more excited about that now, now that you sort of have a better idea of, of what this little girl is about? Oh, I'm definitely more excited just from the trailer as a whole and, and from her too, because there were the rumors behind. But I think maybe for the people with even less knowledge of me and maybe less love of the whole genre and stuff, but might go and see it because it's Hugh Jackman or because you, there's so much hype around it or whatever. And that maybe it's done to sort of, you know, throw a bit of a teaser at the audience. Like, hey, just so you know, mm. she can do this. So don't come into this movie expecting that it's just going to be Wolverine is really the only mutant or one of only three in the film sort of thing certainly with those sort of capabilities and then all of a sudden you're looking at this little girl and she's got wolverine claws and she's just as ferocious as him and it's almost like oh that's too much but they i mean again i'm not feeling that way yeah but you might have some people that uh that need that that's almost reassurance before they go in that okay here's baby steps with the trailer and uh, and then the film. So, I mean, I don't think this trailer hurt me as far as my excitement at all. It, everything boosted up. She was definitely one of it. Yeah, yeah part of it. Yeah, for sure. She's like you, very much like you. I feel like there was a little bit of an homage to uh, the MCU in terms of there's a shot there where Laura takes down uh, one of the guys in almost like a Black Widow leg yes. scissor, flips, gets him down, and then just <laughs> and I was like, nice. That's what I want to see. Actually. Next thing, for some strange reason that's just popped in my mind, is the reveal that X-Men comics exist yes, in the X-Men universe that. now. We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. You watch, say, The Walking Dead, and they never utter the word zombie, and you mm. listen to um, Kirkman, the guy who created the whole thing, and he's like, well, this show is set in a world where they've never made zombie movies before. They don't know the word Zombie, because it's not a thing. And yeah. the MCU, the kids are, that they run into on the street aren't reading Spider-Man comics because Spider-Man's a real person. Or do they read about Batman? Do they read about comic book characters yeah. at all? Um, so I, I like thinking about that in-world sort of stuff uh, from you know wearing the, our real-world sort of goggles. So that the idea that mutants are a thing and, and I guess mutant superhero team-ups are a thing that people are aware of in this universe because of all the events we've seen documented in these films. Documented as if it's a real thing. Um, <laughs> to the point where now they're, like Wolverine said, that they are writing stories. These yeah. extravagant, exaggerated stories about in, these mutant and characters. And they do a shot. He's in black and yellow like yeah. that, you know? Uh, hearkening back to like the original X-Men lineup uh, costumes. Yes, yeah. but you being a, um, a huge fan of the X-Men, mm. how do you think about that? Do, do you like that little extra bit of flavour or do you I think I think it's, it could be a double-edged sword. I think if they handle it correctly, it could be a really interesting sort of meta look and a, and a really nice metaphor for, um, for Logan's life. But yeah, I just hope there's not much more to it than what we see in the trailer because mm. I think it could be get a little bit weird that it's literally an X-Men comic. It's yep. not a book about mutants. It's not anything like that. It's literally an X-Men comic. Yeah. And that sort of, I guess, hints that people know about sort of Charles Xavier to a point that they know they are... Because they call themselves the X-Men. They've, they've, yeah. they've said that multiple times in the film. But yeah, would that ever be something that would be popular knowledge that they yeah. that's what they refer to themselves yeah, obviously as? I, think, I don't know. I think, yeah, as long as these comics steer clear of, you know, knowing that... Scott Summers is Cyclops. Yeah. And in the comics, it's just Cyclops. Yeah. It's just Wolverine. It's just... If they know their secret identities and, and all that sort of stuff, I think it's a little bit too too odd then. Mm. But having said that, in the first trailer, they did kind of hint at the fact that, that mutants are gone. They've sort of been almost hunted down or, or extinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting... It's 
like I said, it's a, it's a double edged. It could go, it could go either way, but I did, I did like the little nod, but I just yeah. hope it's not not too big of a feature in the film. Yeah, and I don't think it will either. Actually, I think, no, you, I I think, think... you're right. In the money there is that that's it's almost like they've revealed that entire thing in the trailer yeah. alone. So, and it's also you know like. They've shown him in the in the black and, and yellow suit there, and it was in a deleted scene from The Wolverine where he had it in a suitcase. Just enough to sort of say to the fans, hey, look, we've acknowledged it, but it's not something we're ever going to do. Mm. Um, so they've sort of gotten away from that design of the character from the comics. So we just know him in the movies as the guy that wears a grey singlet, jeans, you know, boots, and has his, has his chops. This set in the future, he's a little bit more old old man Logan than uh, than we've ever known before. Every image we've seen of him so far, including the entire first trailer, he's just got the full beard. And I'm thinking, well, we're going to lose Wolverine's mutton chops. <laughs> and there's a shot in here where he's arguing with Professor X about something. And you can see that he's shaved his chin. Yeah. He's got the chops back, which I think is really cool. Like, it doesn't really mean anything, but I just like that we're going to get that look, that Wolverine back, even for just a little bit of this film. Maybe it's towards the end where he goes, no, I'm older. Um, I'm not as good as I used to be, not as tough. I don't heal as much or whatever, but I'm still that guy yeah. sort of thing. And it's almost like, a, a not a rite of passage, but just a... Something it's, mentally that he gets over yeah. to go back to his old it's, self. It's or he almost a way of putting his on his armor, you know. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar, and it's weird for me to reference um, this, but Man of Steel, you know, you look at um, Henry Cavill Superman mm. in, what, two films now, he's he's shaved, yep. you know, to to become Superman. Mm. When he's not Superman, he's got his beard, but when he realizes that it's time and he's got to step up and do what needs to be done and, and, and mentally harden himself, he shaves. Yeah. So I feel like Logan, it's a little bit like that. It's... That's Logan putting on his his war paint. Did you get the feeling that uh, it's got a lot more action in it than what the first trailer teased at? Because the first trailer was very much just talk heavy. Showed that, of course, he's going to get the claws out. He will defend himself from the young girl and Professor X to his dying breath if need be. But it almost was getting us ready for this X-Men movie that's not going to be an action blockbuster or anything. Yeah, definitely. I think if I'd just seen this second trailer... I'd be worried because mm. I'd be like, oh, that's all action, no story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first trailer gives us, and what the X-Men films do when they're at their best is it gives us that heart mm. and that really well-written story of, of lived in, you know, yes, they have these fantastical powers, but they're real people. Um, so we got that in the first trailer, so I'm happy with that, and I know that I'm going to get those beats in the film, and I know I'm going to ball with whatever happens. <laughs> whatever happens to Patrick Stewart, I know I'm going to be a blubbering mess. Whether he lives or dies, I know at, at one point Patrick Stewart is going to make me cry in this film. Yeah. I can guarantee it. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. But then, yes, this second trailer for those who just want to go for the the gore and the blood and the action and the berserker Wolverine, yep. that's all there. For me personally, I mean, it's hard to beat Hugh Jackman's berserker Wolverine in X two mm. going around the mansion uh, against all the the um, strikers, black ops guys. Yeah. To me, it's hard to beat that, mm. and there's only so many times I can watch Wolverine stand there with his wrists f- pointed outwards and let his claws out. Yeah, yeah. There's only, <laughs> but I mean, if we need a supercut, there'd be 400 of those yeah. over the last 15 years. <laughs> so there's only so much of that that gets my blood pumping. Actually, for me, the action of um, X23, mm. like I said, her her Black Widow scissor and that sort of that's what got me more excited. I've seen Logan do his fight. I would be interested to see how Logan fights as an older man. Cause mm. You do see him get his ass kicked a couple of times in this, gets knocked down by some of the um, marauders or whatever they're going to be. Reavers? But, uh, sorry, Reavers. Yeah, Reavers, the Reavers. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, yeah, but the actual, the the X-23 action is what actually what got me, mm. got me fired up. And it's, 
it's a credit, I guess, to that scene in X-Men 2 that you still talk about it as being the pinnacle uh, for Wolverine or maybe the franchise as far as like a, a single action sort of piece. I mean, for one, it's 14 years old this year, yeah. that film. And because it was an M-rated movie, PG in America, PG-13 rather, there was no blood. And a lot of the killing was done off camera. He would take someone behind the wall and you just gunfire and, or he'd stab someone yeah. through the foot and then he'd take them into another place. Or the place really and... clever moment at the start when, they're in the, when he's in the kitchen with mm-hmm. Iceman and he plunges his, like punches the guy in the chest yep. with a double fist. The, the blades go into him. You don't see it. Yep. The bla- you hear the blades retract and then he pulls his hands away. Yeah. That's good enough for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to see like this guy's chest being, you know, draw, like oh, God, ripped, no. to, ripped to ribbons. Yeah. I mean, some people like that sort of stuff. Um, I do a bit. Mm. Like Deadpool had some pretty graphic moments, you know, and that sort of thing. But for but me, it's done. In, it, it's done in the proper context that the, yeah. the film sets up. If like the context deserves it, or if, or the that violence is earned, I guess by the film, then it's great. Because like as I'm saying, is that X Men Two clearly didn't need that just as effective because you knew he was pissed how much damage he could do we didn't see one drop of blood this trailer and knowing that this film is going to be American R-rated here MA-rated will have a little bit more blood going on and and, uh, Mm. maybe a lot more killing than what we've seen before and it does hint towards them not so much teaming up but there are a couple of shots in there where in the frame Wolverine's taken down a couple of guys little Laura is it X-23 she's taken down a couple of guys and that excited me. It was always yeah. in slow-mo. Whether it's going to be slow-mo in the film or not, I don't know. And I'm just wondering how that is going to be, in a way, choreographed, but shot. Because I know a lot of people have whinged the last 10, 15 years, really since the Bourne Supremacy properly introduced to the mass audience the shaky cam action. And yeah. I think those Bourne movies do it great. And then other movies have come up. Casino Royale, when they rebranded Bond, they did it. They did it great. But then every action movie has just done it. And now we're to the point, it's almost like they don't, run around with it. They've got it still on a tripod and then the guy just sort of shakes it when an action yeah. scene comes up. Is this what you do? Do you just grab the camera and, <laughs> and, and, and shake the thing? And it's like, that's no. no. Learn to shoot action, right? So this week, I went and saw Triple X and through a lot of scenes, now this includes Donnie Yen, mind you, who we just saw in Star Wars in a much different role, but Donnie Yen, one of the greatest martial artists on camera at the moment, you know, in the vein of your Jackie Chans and your Bruce Lees and your Jet Lees, like iconic guys on screen. He's kicking ass. I can't see a f***ing thing. Yeah. Vin Diesel fights. He's much more of a hulking brute. I don't know what the f*** he's doing. I can't see shit. So shaky cam. I'm just sitting there screaming, back off, guys. You know, it's it's an action film. And during these most of those action scenes, I was just on my phone. Like, I'd be getting a message. I'd read the phone. Because I'm, I'm I know I can't see any of this. Yet in this trailer, there's two really powerful mutants, a lot of bad guys, Clearly a lot of choreographed fighting going on, and I feel like already I can see this. I'm going to see this a lot better yeah, than, I than hate... other action films. Yeah, you don't want those jump cuts of seeing you know, 12 frames of something and then 12 frames of something else oh. that was shot four hours later. Yeah. And there's a great, and I know you roll your eyes every time I bring up Joss Whedon, but in his Not film, in his film uh, Serenity, yeah. there's this amazing moment where Summer Glau is actually just doing this amazing hand-to-hand combat scene with like 30 you know, bad guys, and they've choreographed at all and then they've gone oh crap we didn't think about how we're going to film it mm. and then their uh, DP or the cameraman or whoever has actually just looked at the choreograph and he's actually spotted points in the action where he can be mm-hmm. so as the action is happening 
and it's all like one big choreographed dance, he's joined into the dance yeah. and he's actually weaving in and out of the action in one big whole take while he's doing like a 360 around the action, keeping Summer Glau in the middle. It's one of the best sort of like hand-to-hand combat scenes that's sh- like from a shooting point of view yep. that I've seen in many, many years. Mm. And that's that's the kind of sort of directing and shooting style that I really, really respond to. And that would really, I think, suit this film because it's already going to be a different film within its own franchise, mm. but certainly in its own genre. Um, so it would suit to have different choreography and action scenes filmed a different way because it's already going to carry in a different tone and and a, probably a different structure as far as the story goes. So I just think this trailer was really, really good. I don't know. Immediately, I don't know that I loved it as much as the first one, but I think that first trailer just set such a standard that I almost can't watch this trailer independently now because I have this almost like just this confidence in the film based on the first trailer yeah. that I only go into this trailer and any faults that it might have, I'm not even seeing anymore. That first trailer for me is almost like like almost like a short film of its own mm. or a or a work of oh, art. Was, yeah. It's a work <laughs> of art. It's beautiful. So it's really hard no matter I think no matter if this movie absolutely bombs and is the most terrible thing it's we've ever seen. And suddenly we think, you know, Fan Forstick is even better than this. If it's oh, that God. bad, no. I will still love that first trailer. Yeah. As just a beautiful work of art. You know, I'm just imagining because you, what are they like? Nine X Men films so far, or something? It's like, only what? about four for me. Yeah, that's what I mean. You only own four and have them, you know, in a certain set order of order how it works chronologically on your, on your shelf. I can just means imagine I can ignore everything else. You have the four that you have in its set order, and then you just have a really slimline DVD case with a pirated <laughs> copy of the of the trailer from YouTube. It's like I have these four films and the Logan trailer because the movie was terrible, yeah, like the DVD know? version of a single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about the little additions that you uh, may have seen or you might see when you do watch it, if you haven't already, in the Red Band trailer. Really, I think there was two F-bombs, maybe an extra bit of blood splatter. That I don't know. It. That was all I could spot, yeah. Yeah, so the first one you see, because up until that point, it's exactly the same trailer. X-23 takes down a few blokes, cuts their throats open or whatever, and the shot in the Green Band trailer was just Logan looking at her, cuts to black. This one, it's just, holy fuck. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, good reaction. Got a laugh out of me. I think because I clicked on the link that said, oh, F-bombs flying in the Red Band trailer Ah. for Logan, I almost felt like that was forced a little bit in the trailer. Just like, hey, look, we're going to have an F-bomb. But again, I'd watched the Green Band trailer first, so I knew that the F-bomb didn't need to be there for that scene, that tease of a scene to have the impact that it did on me. So I kind of felt like that was a little bit forced. But I think any fears, again, that I have, which are very, very minimal, the film will give context to it. That's not going to be the first F-bomb in the movie. No. And when that does happen then, it'll make m- m- much more sense. And probably after that, an extended action scene where she's killing more guys than we see in this trailer, I'll go, yeah. shit, yeah. That, see, that's, that's that holy f- is earned. Because for me, I feel like Patrick Stewart's f- was less earned. Oh, really? Then. Yeah, I oh, felel like that was the lesson. Because if, like, if, if he doesn't know what Laura can do and he sees her take down these guards, I feel like a holy f*** is, is yeah, warranted. Yeah. Two days on the road, only one meal and hardly any sleep. She's 11, I'm f***ing 90. Oh, is that what he See, says? I missed it the first time too, so I quickly went back because I'm like, oh, oh, quick, while it's still got the, the element of surprise, go back and get the context. So I actually <laughs> did like that. And because it's Patrick Stewart, you don't think that Sir Patrick Stewart would ever say such profanities. You no, know? Un- unless you've seen him pray, uh, play Avery on American Dad. Well, there's that too, yes. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, the, or, or I think his um, his TV show that he's, he's got at the moment. Uh, Blunt um, Talk. Blunt Talk. Yeah. I think he's a bit loose in that. So, but um, in terms of what people know him for best is you know yeah. Professor Xavier, 
um, Captain Picard yep. and then all his, you know, Shakespearean work, you would not expect him to, you mm. know, to be throwing the F-bombs around. So yeah. I think that's that'll be fun for people who haven't seen that sort of thing before. I'm just thinking back to the first trailer and, and the only difference in the first trailer with the green and red band was him sticking his claws through the guy, the base mm. of his chin and the, the tip of the claws coming at the top of his skull. And I think again because I love that trailer from the from the very first uh, viewing, and then I go and watch that Red Band one. It's very much the same trailer, and the emotion, the song, everything building up, and then, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was my holy f- moment <laughs> because we've seen what the X Men franchise can do with an an, an R rated film that deserves to be one with Deadpool, like mm. not even twelve months ago. And strangely enough, I read that James Mangold, the director, said that that film's maturity, like, kind of proved what he could do with Logan. But I guess it's like mature in the the sense of being an immature adult film. Mm. And he said he approached this as not being a superhero movie, but being an adult movie about comic book characters. So, and that's what it always should be. Yes, it's that's what comic books do do at their best, and sci-fi does it the best. It's that you know the the metaphor and and the subtext of what's going on. Mm. Set in a fantastical setting. Yeah. So, yeah, really looking forward to I it. I can't wait. March 2nd, it comes out. So, um, yeah, we'll get the whole Ooh, team back March in March is going to be a pretty good month this year, I think. Yeah. it's Oh, it's starting off. It's going to be a big, big year. I mean, we said that last year and we had a disappointing sort of blockbuster season yeah, overall, the I back think. half, I think, you know, the first half of last year, phenomenal. Promise. Yep. By the time we sort of got to sort of June and it kind of sort of... <laughs> <laughs> well, Wolverine, hopefully we'll set the standard. So yes. March 2 in uh, in Australian cinemas. We'll get the whole team back in here and, and do a full review, of course. Uh, so, Matty, thanks very much for joining us uh, today, mate. So where can My we pleasure. find you online? Uh, high pitch, Matty. And myself, at Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Get Into Geek can be found Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just simply at Get Into Geek. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes or you can just drop us a line, Get Into Geek at gmail.com we've got another trailer review going up uh, this weekend as well the second Power Rangers trailer something else you and I are definitely interested in Um, excitement levels probably different between the two of us but uh, we'll get back to that and we'll be back to talk more geek soon this is what life looks like people who love each other a home you should take a moment Feel it. You still have time. Get into geek.com.